Welcome to the newest edition of the Screenfellows Podcast. My name is Carlos. And my name is Ozzy. In this episode, we will be reviewing The Greatest Showman, The Shape of Water, Jumanji, and Downsizing. Enjoy the show. As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. Ozzy, how you doing? Well, um, not too great, because I'm sick, so that always sucks. So I guess we kind of switch roles on this yes. one. Again, <laughs> yeah. but it's fine. I'm going to I'm gonna try to hold this up for everybody. I feel your pain. <laughs> it, it was a terrible sickness. <laughs> Hopefully, I mean, it's impossible that you got the same thing I did, because we haven't seen each other, basically, <laughs> except for, like, one night, like, I don't know, a couple days ago now. So we really, we are in the same state recording this, just for the listeners to know this, but we're not in the same room. We're still recording over Skype and we're recording at the getaway because, you know, it's Recording at the getaway is the only way. No, it's not the only way. (laughs) It makes me want to cry the way we're recording it. Um, All right. uh, You know what? You know what? Just to give a quick tease for the screen for this podcast. Um, fans, we might link on, but we might link up on Tuesday. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Don't so... get too excited. Don't get too excited. <laughs> but it might happen. No promises. But Santa might come a little late this year. Yeah. So hopefully the audio quality will sound a little bit better on the next episode, but you never know. Just a tad bit. Or better. not the next episode, the Tuesday episode, because that's something we should talk about before we actually get into the four reviews that we're doing today. And we are doing just four reviews, uh, which is a lot, by the way. Uh, we should talk about the fact that there's going to be an extra episode this week, and it's all going to be kind of crammed together. So you're just going to be getting a lot of content this weekend, so you've got plenty of stuff to listen to this weekend. So have fun with that. Uh, just because if you know the Screamfellas podcast, you know we are big kind of Oscar movie type people. So it's that time of year, people. And there's a lot of reviews and a lot of top ten lists that we need to be working on and doing. So... Yeah, we. that's why we have four reviews in just this episode right now. We generally don't do that, but it kind of was a necessity. So, yeah, sorry for the dump of content. If you hate us, then, uh, I mean, well, if you hate us, you're not listening to us. So, I mean, I guess that's fine. But if you love us, then, hey, you got extra <laughs> that's, content. Good for you. That's, that's, that's deep, bro. That's really deep. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, <laughs> as we get into this for the first two reviews, we do have a guest joining us today. It is our head of video production, the current head of video production. Wow. Am I getting fired soon? <laughs> you never know, Enrique. Yeah. I'm about to go it is Enrique. Ladies and gentlemen, coming to the show right now is our one and only video production assistant, Enrique! What's up, guys? I'm excited to be here. Maybe I'll insert your intro music right before. Oh, gosh. Great. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Uh, But, yeah, you're going to be joining us for The Greatest Showman and The Shape of Water because you did go see those with me. Believe Um, it or not. (laughs) You actually spent your money on them because you, for some reason, are one of the strange people that don't have movie pass. I'm in the process. (laughs) It's a it's a it's a thing. It's something that has to happen. Yeah, it's like it's a grueling process to get movie pass. It kind of is. No, it is not. Yeah. Yeah, Only nine ninety five. You cheap, you cheap guy. I am Enrique, really cheap. Think about it this way: you have spent what twenty one, twenty two dollars on those two movies that you went to go see me. Yeah. Go see with me. Yeah, you could have spent nine ninety five. I know. <laughs> That's sad. I'm working on it. All That's, right. Yeah. Uh. Wait, one question for Ozzy before we actually dive into our first movie, which is The Greatest Showman. Oh, no. You're watching Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. right now, correct? Yes. And we were talking last night about what episode you were on. What did you think of that episode, which is probably one of, if not my favorite episodes of the show? I liked it, uh, just because we weren't getting told what what she's gone through. 
Um, for those of you guys who don't know, we're talking about we're talking about May. If you're not, if you're actually catching up a bit uh, on Agents of Shield now, like I am, and you're not there, just fast forward a little bit. Um, but we kind of find out, like you know, where where Gemma has been, and and um, and you know what she's, you know, what she encountered, and and how she survived, and what she necessarily gone, like what she's what she's been through. Uh, and I really like that they took it in the perspective of showing us what she's been through. And I, I like the episode. I'm not going to say it's one of my favorites, but it does have, like, a really good performance in it. Fair enough. Again, um, I mean, and I really, I mean, they really went all out for the set and everything of just projecting the world. Yeah. Um, almost, it's almost like a cinematic set, honestly. It really was. I, I love the yeah. blue haze they kind of put over the entire thing to make it feel like otherworldly. It was great. Yeah. Um, I watched was, half of Agents of Sealed season one and then said I didn't like it. As did watching. many people. Yeah. But Reasonable. as Ozzy can now confirm, it gets better. Very much better. It does get better. Um, I will admit that there are some tropes, some repeated tropes over and over and over again. Oh, like there's tropes. What, what shows don't? Especially the superhero yeah, shows. I mean, I mean, yeah. I mean this, show, this show's trope is there's someone that they trust and then they betray him. That's true. That's always man. been their trope and it's been like a pattern. And a know? lot of the it's time like... it's the same person and I'm very annoyed when they bring that person back over and over and over again. Um, yes, I mean, it, it is one person, and then it ends up being, like, these two people, and then it ends up being this other person. I'm just like, <laughs> what is up? Because, like, they keep, like, there's, like, there's, like, there's secret organizations within secret organizations within secret organizations. Well, that's and kind of my problem or- with Winter Soldier. <clears throat> Hail Hydra. And then there's, there's, like, an other secret organization... There's like two. There's like so many single organizations that I don't yeah. even know. And then, like, yeah, I mean, I don't know. It just didn't make any sense to me. I still really liked Civil War, um, but I really liked how this all really. I think this show connects to the MCU the most that any other show. Oh, it definitely um, does. Yeah. Um, this like this show. I really, I really wished that I had watched this show throughout you know, watching all the MCU movies because everything kind of clicks together, um, especially Winter Soldier. I think yeah. that really goes all beautifully. It really goes together beautifully with the show. I think that that one does. Um, Avengers Age of, Age of Ultron does as well. Mm-hmm. So I'm really interested, you know, to see where where, uh, where it all goes because I, I want to rewatch those movies along with, uh, along with some of the episodes that go with it as well. Yeah, especially once you get to more of the, even more of the Inhuman type stuff and the Civil War and all the the Sokovia Accords and all that. It's it's really, it ties in pretty well. But, all right, let's get to these movies. So let's start out with The Greatest Showman. This might be a little bit of a divisive one. It definitely is in my household. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) But let's start with our guest, Enrique. What were your overall thoughts on The Greatest Showman? I thought that the music overall, music was good. They they Agreed. nailed what the music was trying to do, and it was good. I feel like the movie was rushed in a lot of different points. I feel like at some points in the movie they skipped or fast-forwarded through a lot, a lot of life history and just story points in general to get to the music, mm-hmm. which it's not very good. But overall, I think the movie, there was something there. It could have been a lot better, mm-hmm. though. So, yeah. All right. Uh, Ozzy, what about you? I really was excited for this movie just because of the cast. You know, you have Hugh Jackman. Great trailers. You have, um, yeah, I mean, amazing trailers. And, and, and I mean, that trailer uh, has a, such a such a really powerful soundtrack. And, you know, I, was, I, for one, was excited for this movie just because of the message. And one of my favorite lines in, in the movie is, nobody ever changed. I think, there, I think the line was, nobody ever changed anything by, by, following, by following everybody else. Mm-hmm. Or by being normal. Um... So I really, I mean, the the message that the trailers were is insinuating. I mean, I was really excited to see this movie. I was really excited to see the music. And again, I was honestly excited to see Zach Efron really take control over the, uh, take, just come back to the musical realm. I was not a huge fan of High School Musical. I'm just going to be honest with you. I'm not. But the guy can sing. And I really appreciated his voice and dancing in this in this musical. Mm-hmm. Um, and I want to see him take on more, more musical roles, honestly, because he really did a good job. Um... But overall, it could have been a better film. It could have been. I was will... I disappointed in some aspects of this of the film? Yes, but I believe it could have been better. 
but overall, I do think it was a good musical. Yes, I, I think I think it, it's funny. I think the music we both we, I think we've all said this now. The music is amazing, and honestly, if you want, if you were to separate the music from the movie, you'd have a great great soundtrack. I mean, it really is. Yeah. I mean, I could listen to the soundtrack just on Spotify if yeah. I like. I mean, it's it's really that good. The performances are also great. I really didn't have an issue with any performances in the movie except for maybe like the younger versions of the main characters that were questionable. But I mean, that's they were in the movie for so little; it doesn't matter. Um, there's a lot of good here, but at the same time, I completely agree with a lot of Enrique's issues with this movie. It is very rushed. I think Enrique, you even said something after we came out of the theater. You felt like it was on fast forward the entire time. Yeah. And I think that's very true. So there's problems with this movie, but uh, I definitely do have some positives with it. So, well, let's get into those positives. We've all mentioned the music. It's great. I think we've set our piece there. What's your favorite? Do you guys have a favorite song in the movie? The very beginning one. The very first one? Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Ozzy, do you have one? Um, I have I have two. I have one with Zendaya and Zac Efron where they're singing, and then I also have one with uh, Zac Efron and uh Hugh Jackman that song those yes. two songs are really good uh I think my favorite sequence in the movie and it pro- would probably extend to my favorite song is the first time that Zac Efron and Hugh Jackman are in the bar together and Hugh Jackman's trying to convince him to join him yeah that's a great sequence it really is and it's great performance it was very well directed they uh, yeah. the, all the movements that the characters were doing and the transitions and just like the camera work was all well, very well all of that so yeah. definitely um, but I definitely want to dive into these performances, though, because I think Jackman, Michelle Williams, and now I want to separate the character from the performance here, yeah. Rebecca Ferguson, because Rebecca Ferguson, the performance is, it's stellar. I mean, she is fan-freaking-tastic in this movie. I loved her performance. The character, we'll get there. <laughs> um, we will get to the character, but... I want to start off just talking and praising her performance and really the rest of the cast because I love the performances in this movie. Ozzy? Yeah, I mean, I really love the performance in this movie as well, man. I mean, you said it. I mean, these actors did a really great job, and I could tell these actors really care about the content um, on screen. I'm actually trying to look up Michelle uh, Michelle Williams' um, singing because, I don't know, something felt off about it. I don't know if that's her real voice. Uh, while she was singing, I know that I know yeah. that I, I get do know ideas, but yeah. I do know that Rebecca Ferguson did lip sync, mm-hmm. which disappointed me initially because when I was watching, because like when there's there's a scene with her, and I, like look like there's sometimes where like I for me I didn't initially know that Hugh Jackman song until I saw Les Mis. Mm-hmm. When I man when I heard that man sing for the first time, I was like I was mild. I was like no way. So again, like it, you know, for me when I saw. Rebecca Ferguson saying, I was like, that's her voice? It's no way. It's insane. And then I look up Rebecca Ferguson, like I go on the soundtrack and her name is not there. And then that's how I found out that she looks saying, um, which again just proves, I mean, she's a great actress. Oh, yeah, <laughs> I mean, definitely. She sold me on it. I can't give her a negative, like, I mean, I'm disappointed that she, like, you know, it's not her voice, but I mean, I can't do anything about it. I mean, she can't either. But her performance um, is Her performance is point. absolutely amazing. I mean, the fact that she sold me on that, that is her voice, is is amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, she did a really great job uh, with her performance. I really loved, especially the chemistry between all these characters. Um, it, it really did mesh well together, I believe so. I think that the choreography... Uh, is, is again, as Carlos, you mentioned it. It's it's really well done mm-hmm. uh, in this film. The music is amazing. Um, and the set, I have to give it to the set. The set and the yeah. costume design—they're really, really, like really good. Uh, really amazing. I mean, I think, I think the like, I think this production, the 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 set and the and the costumes might be up for Oscars this year. If I'm going to be honest, I think I think these and they really did a good job there. Yeah. Um, yeah, do you have anything else, Enrique? No, I pretty much agree with everything you guys said. Um, <laughs> the performances, I don't have any problems with performances. It's more yeah. writing and characters. Yeah. Um, last positive I do have is just, I think, and it's something you talked about a little bit when you, in your interp- or anticipation for this movie, Ozzy. Just the themes of this movie, and it's kind of, it's a pretty 
inspiring story. I mean, is is it fully executed 100% well? No, but I, I do think that a lot of the themes that they touch on it and that they um, sort of get to are pretty, pretty well done. Uh, so, yeah, that's... I, I do think that it's pretty emotional, um, and I, I just I just wish that they kind of let you sit in it a little bit more. But we'll we'll get there. Uh, do you have any more positives, Ozzy? Um, I mean, no. I mean, that's it for me. All right. Well, let's get into the negatives, and Enrique is literally chomping at the bit. So, um, not necessarily. Take it but, away. Um, <laughs> okay. We need to talk about some things. Um, right, don't spoil it. Oh yeah, 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 this is spoiler free. Sorry. <laughs> um you, so okay, like Rebecca I said Ferguson's before, characters that we want to get into. Mostly that that <laughs> is a very big problem in this movie because she is just awful. She her motivation is so unclear because everything's going great and then she gets mad and then everything goes downhill for no reason. Well, I mean, there's slight reasons, but they didn't show it at all. I feel like there's something missing that we should have seen. There was a lot of telling us about what these characters are feeling without showing us what the characters yes. are feeling. Especially in the case of Rebecca Ferguson's character. Yeah. I completely agree with that. And I think that's where the flaw of it is. And I think that speaks to my overall problem is that this movie is about 15 minutes too short. And because of that, it, because it is 15 minutes too short, we don't get a lot of the more building of the circus. We don't get a lot of the development of some of these yes. relationships. So you're right. It does feel a little bit like the movie's on fast forward because it's like we fast yeah. forwarded through all the development of what we wanted to see. Yeah, we, we start out with him as a kid and then more stuff happens and then he finally develops the show and it goes by so quickly. And then all of a sudden, just like the movie's over. And you're just like, oh, okay. And I wish we would have seen more of him actually developing, like, this, like, mythical character as, like, the showman. Yeah. Because it is, like, this, like, it's this it's a character that he's trying to develop, yes. but he just, all of a sudden, he's him. Yeah. And it's, like... That's fair. All right. That's fair. And also, when, um, with all the, like, the freak show people that have, like, abilities and stuff, I feel like he... I feel like we should have seen him looking, like, all of a sudden, they're, like, there. Like... It felt weird that, like, all of a sudden... Uh, that all didn't of the, bother me yeah, as that, much. That, it bothered me, because, like, all of a sudden, like, uh, the majority of... The, or the, the, a lot of people in their population in their city were just, like, weird. And no one ever... It's just sorry. That didn't bother me too, too much. But, uh, Ozzy, what about you? What negatives do you got? Um, the, the problem that I really had with the film was, um, like, you, you didn't see the chemistry... You didn't see the family building that the trailers were showing. Uh, when it comes to the circus, we, we really never saw that. We just saw this man's uh, motivation to make the circus. We only saw this man selling pitch to these certain individuals at certain points. I mean, and it's it's unfortunate. I mean, yeah, you care for some of them because of their performances, but you really don't care for the characters as much. And that's unfortunate because this movie sells you on on some things here. And, you know, there's even a scene where somebody goes, you know, yeah, I mean, you really built this family. I really didn't feel that at all because the movie takes a turn and it just misses. That's where I will say that the trailer is, is a miss sell because I mean, it, it's not even, it doesn't really, it doesn't really show that family. It doesn't really show him bringing these people together and making it like making them, you know, feel home. Yeah. Um, you really don't feel home at the circus, um, which is, which for me is a problem because that's what, that's what this movie is about. Uh, that's what this movie promised me it's about. And, again, um, I think that's a symptom of what we're talking about, where they just didn't spend enough time. Like, if they spent time and showed a, the development of this yeah. family at the circus, then we get that. And then, I, I don't know, like, another symptom of that, for me at least, was this movie has a really strange kind of tonal pace. I mean, there, like, it, it gets... We, I feel like we hit our emotional high of this movie very early. And then it's kind of like we're riding high for quite a while. And then all of a sudden it takes a turn, which yeah. I wasn't a huge fan of because it makes the movie feel divided. But at the same time, that's not too big of a negative because that's kind of the point with the lead character. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, the, I don't know. It's just, I, I think that there's a, the root problem is we didn't, get enough i i needed more development here yeah and everything else kind of just the problems kind of sprout off of that for me at least yeah i did like um, zach yeah. efron and hugh jackman's like relationship was very like batman and robin-esque almost that's true yeah 
Uh, Ozzy, what what else you got? You wanted to I see mean, something? the green screen in this movie is absolutely <laughs> atrocious. I mean, yeah, I didn't scene. say every problem, but a lot of them. <laughs> I mean, there's a scene with Hugh Jackman leaving on the train, and it is just absolutely atrocious. I had to, I I had to say it a lot. I was like, that's, like that's it. <laughs> Yeah. Like that's like that's your green screen. That is absolutely horrible. It's one of the worst green screens I've seen all year. Um, it's up there with Beauty and the Beast. I might I might give Beauty and the Beast the ledge over that because it, it's really bad, really bad. Uh, um, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you remember what I'm talking about, but it yeah, was really. I do. Um, and then there's just some things that happen in scenes, like like there's just some people that pop up. There's something that happens. And then it goes back to being normal. And I was like, that did not need to happen whatsoever. And I can't go into detail. I can't give like a few examples. But I there are some understand characters. what he's saying. Like, things just kind of happen in the movie. Yeah, I mean, and it's, and it's again, it's, it's really random. I didn't care for it. I didn't need it. Um, and, yeah, I mean, there there was those moments. And then, again, I mean, you you said it. I, mean, I think we said it enough. The movie did, did feel uh, rushed mm-hmm. at certain points. And... I did not like the ending to this movie. At least, at least I didn't like. I don't like the route that they took with Hugh Jackman's character. And I know when you guys see it, if you guys have seen it, you guys are gonna be like, "Wow, it's a douche thing to say." Look, man, for me, he didn't really earn it. It's, I, he didn't really earn that moment for me. Like I was like, "Okay, cool." I mean, whatever, I guess. And neither did Zac Efron. Oh, you know what? Actually, yeah, he did. I can see that Zac Efron earned that moment in the ending, but I can't. I can't say the same thing for. I feel like for, Zac uh, Efron developed more. For Hugh Jackman. Again, I think it was for with a lot of the development. I, I really do think it was a lot of us of telling us and not showing us. You know, and it's like you can't do that. We have to see it. We're in a movie. Like this isn't a book. You know, yeah. you're not. You, you know, we're not supposed to be just hearing. Like we need to see this. And uh, it's. It was frustrating. Uh, but to go back to some of the technical stuff, and you made a Beauty and the Beast comparison, well, allow me to make another one. Uh, the audio mixing and the sound <laughs> mixing in this movie is uh, questionable at best. There is a lot of times when it's very clear. Like, I feel like... Okay, to take a step back. I feel like when you're watching a musical, you should genuinely feel like, for, for most of the movie at least... You're listening to them actually singing on the screen. It should seem like the uh, when they filmed it, it was they just got the audio straight from the set when they filmed it, right? That's what it should feel like. Yes. This movie does not feel like that. It feels very much like they lip-synced on set and then re-recorded in studio and matched voices. And that's what most movies do. Don't get me wrong. I understand that's how movies work. You ADR basically 90% of a lot of movies these days. But it should look and feel like it wasn't recorded and mixed in a studio. And I very much felt like it was throughout this movie. Uh, I felt like it was for one particular character, and it was Michelle Williams. Like her, Every time she sung, it bothered me. Because um, I could just tell something was off about it. Just did not feel like her natural voice, and, uh-huh. and it is. But I mean, there was just something so off about about her singing. Um, and I could have put my I could have put my finger on it, but maybe it was the sound mixing. Yeah, I, I really I had an issue with it. And much like Beauty and the Beast, there was an issue with that as well, especially in the opening scene of Beauty and the Beast. It, maybe it's just an. I mean, it might be an opening scene problem because that's what a lot of people complain about it in La La Land in the opening scene as well. I don't I don't have an issue with it for the rest of the movie, but I get why people complain about it for the first scene at least. Um, but anyway, we're not talking about La La Land. Let's rate this movie. Um, Ozzy, let's start with you. What do you got this movie at? I'm giving it a solid seven. Okay. Uh, you are slightly higher than me. I think this is an okay movie. I'm giving it a 6.6. 6. 6.5. <laughs> you want, you just want to lowball me and make it? No. I have that predetermined. So. Okay. <laughs> All right, well, that is our rating for The Greatest Showman. So if you can basically take it as yeah. like a tentative recommendation. Like if there, if you have watched everything else, go see it. I mean, yeah. I don't know. If you like musicals, go see it. It's, or just it's not, watch just the opening sequence and you're good. <laughs> shut up. <laughs> it's not just a flat-out recommendation. For most of us, for Ozzy, kind of is, but I mean, it's still. Um, I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I do think that there is some really good soundtracks, and oh, I do definitely. believe that the general audience will will really like this film. Yeah. Um, looking at the looking at the audience score for 
for this movie. It's a ninety percent. Yeah. And critics gave it a fifty three percent. So I mean <laughs> say that um, with a grain of salt. I mean I had I mean I'm I'm with a friend right now and she was telling me she really liked the movie. And my sister so, I mean, loved pretty yeah, so I'm pretty than sure. I'm That's pretty what Elisa sure. said. <laughs> That's pretty sure crazy. That is absurd. <laughs> but um, I'm pretty sure that, uh, the, you know, audiences will love, will really like this film. Yeah. I just feel kind of like a holiday film. Like I said, I mean, and I told Carlos this the other day, I really like the fact that musicals are really starting to get released during the holiday season, and it just feels like it's starting to become a trend, and I really do like sure. the trend. Sure. So I hope it keeps up. If you want to hear more about movie trends, there's an episode on Film Basic on the Screenfellas YouTube channel. Go watch that. <laughs> nice plug. All right. Well, let's move on. We are going to start talking about the other movie that Enrique was able to join us for. Woo. And that is The Shape of Water. And this is a movie that Enrique is excited to talk about for a completely different reason than The Greatest Showman. Um, but we're going to make you wait on it a little bit. Let's give Ozzy a chance to start. Ozzy. What did you think of The Shape of Water? It's freaking weird, man. <laughs> it is a weird um, movie, yes. <laughs> it's it's very weird. Um, they took Beauty and the Beast and they just <laughs> went it. That's they went at it. Comparison. They're just like, yeah, Beauty and the Beast. You thought that was crazy? Watch <laughs> this, and they went for it. They were ballsy. I respected it for it. I mean, and it's yeah. really funny how we're comparing Beauty and the Beast to like two of these movies. <laughs> But I mean, All right, for this one, it's more think more the original Beauty and the Beast. Then, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I was just absolutely yeah. caught off guard. Um, I didn't think I was going to see some of the things that were going to happen. Um, I was just like, I mean, sure. Okay, but this I mean, is a again, bit of a smaller movie. Let's explain kind of what this movie is as we get into it, because maybe some people haven't heard of it. This yeah, is directed. I mean, it's a yeah, Hellboy is... prequel. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I think we can drop that at this point. I don't think it is, but I, I know there's a lot of people who still think it is. Uh, this is a movie directed by Guillermo del Toro, who, if you don't know, he is a very visual filmmaker. He made Crimson Peak, Pan's Labyrinth. Um, both the Hellboy movies, well, not this newest one that's coming out, but both the Hellboy movies. Uh, what else? He made Blade 2, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, uh, Crimson, oh, you're I already Sickers, said Crimson uh, Peak. He is a very, Blade. if you see a Guillermo del Toro movie, you, you know yeah, it's you, a Guillermo del Toro movie. Um, what's the other one? Oh, there's that robot movie. Uh, uh Pacific Rim. Pacific Rim. Rim. That's it. Yeah, but he, he wrote, he, he wrote that though. Um, I mean, uh, and this is a sci-fi fantasy. I, I don't know if I'd put it more sci-fi or fantasy. It's a little bit of both, and it is a romance. Uh, so it's very, very unique in that sense. I don't know if I've ever seen a sci-fi romance, but that's kind of what it is. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it's this lady who is mute falls in love or starts a relationship with a fish man, a fish creature thing that is in a lab that she works at, and that's ba- the basic premise of this movie. Yeah. Uh, but Ozzy, sorry to interrupt you. What were you saying? <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, basically, there's just there's this guy who's like a fish, who's like a merman, um, <laughs> and they bring her, they bring him in this facility that this mute lady works at, and she's she's friends with this colored woman, and it takes place in. <laughs> It takes place in the 1960s. No, I'm bringing up the, cover, the color woman because the color woman is Octavia Spencer. She's, yeah. she's. I think Octavia Spencer is amazing in this movie as oh, well. She is. Um, she, you know, so it, you know, it, it takes place in this facility. Um, Michael Shannon is the one who brings the creature to the to the facility, and it's about her basically learning about the creature and really falling in love with the creature, and then her trying to save the creature. Um, it's really about acceptance, um, and 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 really you know accepting accepting you for who you are i think that's a that's that's a really it's a message in this movie that that you that you'll see a few times in this in this in this film um and again it's about also love different forms of love like i just said this movie is very ballsy when it comes to like telling you stuff like that because it it goes further than beating the beast i'm telling you it's ballsy <laughs> <laughs> um, again, I did not expect to see some things in this movie, and I was like, okay. Um, but I think positives, the performances are really well done. Um, Michael Shannon is a force to be reckoned with in this movie. There's a scene in this movie, it is not only gruesome, but he, he gives a really good performance. And I, I I had to take my eyes away from the screen for a little bit because it was, it, was, it was that bad. Um really gruesome i yep. think the main woman who is sally hawkins mm-hmm. excellent job 
excellent job. I think she's up for an Oscar this year. I think she just she really did a it. nomination. If they if she doesn't get a nomination, I riot. I mean, she is yeah, fan mean, freaking tastic in yeah, this movie. Yeah, she is absolutely amazing in this movie. Octavia Spencer, I already mentioned her. She's really great in this movie. I really didn't expect her to have as much of a big role as she did, but I think she did really amazing in it. Um, I really loved her character as well. And then I already mentioned Michael Shannon. Uh, those Richard Jenkins fans. He's in there as well. He does a really good job as well. So I mean, you have the you have some really big names in this movie. Um, they all give powerhouse performances. The set, uh, really, really good set. Again, set design in this movie is is absolutely amazing. It's Guillermo del Toro. Just, <laughs> it's kind of yeah. I mean, I, I, mean, <laughs> so I like. I mean, we've seen, and this is the second movie that you know the the set that we're reviewing. That the set design is absolutely amazing. I would not be surprised again if this is up for an Oscar. Uh, the set design is absolutely amazing, and the it just they represent the '60s so well. Um, I absolutely love it. I mean that that they that they're that they're able to replicate that time and everything. It's absolutely amazing how they were able to do that. Um, I absolutely love this film. I think the costume design as well. Costume design was really well, and. I do like the mythology that they do set around the creature and, and everything. And I do like the fact that it takes place in the 60s because it does deal with, with certain things that you don't, well, you don't expect. Yes. I'm not going to get into it too deeply. But overall, this movie is really well done. And yeah. the design for the creature is – it's. I understand why they're saying it's going to be like a Hellboy prequel. Um, I do understand where he got the design from. But I do really like the design of, of the merman, fish guy, whatever his name is. Um, I really did like it. Yeah. Um, man, I, okay. Production design, I definitely think this it has a chance at least. I mean, it's Guillermo del Toro. Again, he's a name, and this, I, I don't disagree. I mean, it's amazing. It really is. Uh, makeup, I, I, I would be shocked if it didn't. I've thought, but I think there was, like, one thing... Where they said that it's like there's like a major contender that what people are shocked when it was not on the Oscar shortlist. So who knows? But I hope that it does because if it's not, what are they doing? Uh, the makeup is fantastic in this yeah. movie. Um, yeah, I freaking I mean I really like this movie. I think it's a great movie. I do have some issues with it, but not too too big of issues. Again, it's very weird. So mm -hmm. if you're not prepared for that, then. Uh, I'm sorry, but I'm, we're preparing you right now. We're trying to prepare you. It's a weird movie, but it is a great movie, and it is excellently directed. The You mentioned the choice to set it in the 60s. That was a very intentional choice by Guillermo del Toro. He wanted to do that, make it a period piece to kind of... Uh, in his words, he basically said that... The 60s aren't too different from today in a lot of aspects, but when you set it in a period piece, people are more willing to accept it accept it, and kind of take a look at society in that way. Yeah. You can you can easily more look at society, even though the society really isn't that different from today. Yeah. Um, if he sets it in today and it's dealing with like some of the racial things that it's dealing with, then people go, no, that's not today, but... If you said in the 60s, then people are like, oh, yeah, and that's bad. And it's better to get the it's yeah. bad than not get it. So that was a very intentional decision by him. Um, and it's just a sweet story. It really is. It's, a, again, weird, but really sweet. And I was surprised at how kind of enthralled I was by it. Yeah, yeah. And I, um, I definitely appreciate you brought up Octavia Spencer. She is great. But Sally Hawkins, to me, is the standout. Mm -hmm. um, and Michael Shannon is grueling in this. Uh, you are right. He is disturbing um, in this movie. I don't think he'll necessarily get like a nod. I think if anything performance-wise, it's going to be Sally Hawkins. But who knows? Yeah. Well, we've talked a lot. Enrique, take it away. I really, really, really like this movie. And it was it was great in so many ways. Like you guys said with the production design and all the other things like that, um, the color choices, teal, is very used in this movie. Like, like that color is very consistent in the movie. The Everything else you guys said about the makeup and everything was so great. And the writing. The writing was so good on this movie. A lot of movies nowadays, they don't know what they want to make. Like, you can tell that this movie, was, the movies were, like, divided. But this movie knew exactly what it wanted to be, and it, it did it. It, it was yeah. great. Um, yeah, I really did like this movie. Yeah. Uh, it very much has the Guillermo del Toro sense of things. I, I mean, and I really do like Guillermo del Toro as a director and as just 
a visualizer. He really yeah. has a very when he gets a vision stuck in his head, that's exactly what he puts on the screen, and that definitely comes across here. It's part of the reason he's not making another Hellboy movie. It kind of bites him in the butt sometimes. Um, but uh, I, I, when it works, it really works, yeah. and I think this movie is going to. Get a couple of nods. I think it's a crowded field this year, which is something I do want to talk about a little later. But I, I don't know. I, I hope Sally Hawkins, to me, is the one really, really big hope that I have from this movie. So, uh, You want to talk negatives, or do you guys have anything else you really want to dive into with this movie? Um, that's it for me, man. I mean, I already mentioned everything. I mean, this... Um, <laughs> I mean, I can go ahead and say cinematography. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was shot well. It was really shot well. Yeah. Um, editing as well was really was really done well as well. So, yeah. All right. Uh, you got anything else, Rike? No. Okay. Well, let's move on to negatives. Uh, I don't have much. Um, Richard Jenkins' character was kind of, I don't know. He, he was fine. It, I don't think he has a bad performance or anything. I don't think the character's awful. It was just kind of felt like it was a little bit of an add-on. I think Octavia Spencer's character could have filled in his role basically the same. Um, and the only other thing is, I think the romance progresses a little, a little too fast. It just we get a pretty decent-sized jump in when in one meeting to the next. Mm-hmm. Um, but maybe just one more scene in there could have helped me with that a little bit. But again, that that's really it for me. I bought the relationship. It wasn't that just like maybe one more scene, just give me one more scene. That's it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, do you got anything? Erica? Um, like you guys said before, it was a little too weird. Like it was weird, but like, <laughs> I don't think I'd put it down as a hard negative. It was just weird. Um, I didn't, I didn't dislike Richard Jenkins character. I thought he was the comedic relief. He was fine. I yeah. thought he fit in well. It's just, um, when I wish we would have established a little more at the beginning what her relationship to him was. That mm-hmm. she's like kind of like a caretaker, I guess. But yeah, other than that, I don't really have many negatives. Uh, Ozzy, what were you? I have a negative with uh, with Richard Jenkins' uh, character, Giles. I mean, okay. um, there was a scene in there that I honestly didn't need because the movie is it's already about accepting accepting like different forms of love and i just i didn't need that i didn't need that scene shoehorned in the movie mm-hmm. i felt like the movie already had that i mean this is already a captivating enough story as it is i didn't need to add that story in the mix um i understand why they did it but again i i like i mean it could have been octavia spencer i'll agree with you there that could have taken over the could have taken over she could have done basically everything. She could have done. done everything as well. Yeah. I mean, I liked his character. Don't get me wrong. And, you know, it did end up working out fine. I just... I could have cut some time out of the movie. And added it I more mean, to the relationship. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, it's... It, it, like, I didn't need that in there. Um, I think that this relationship was already established and that, that we were already going in. Like, as soon as you see the trailer, you already know what you're going to go in for. I don't think we need that on the side. Another thing, um, there was a weird sex scene with Michael Shannon that kind of disturbed me. <laughs> I was like, That's okay. true. It is kind of <laughs> random. I it, like that they add, they did spend intentional time with the villain-type character, with the antagonist, to get us to be thoroughly disturbed by him. It's something some Marvel movies could learn from to actually give us time with our villains to learn about them. But I do agree that scene was just... I don't know why it needed to be there. I, I understand why it needed to be there. Okay. Because well, do you, I don't I mean, want to spoil, spoil anything. I, I'll try to dance around it, but <laughs> showing the weird things that he was saying later showed that he had interest in Sally Jenkins. Fair enough. Okay. I understand yeah. what I was trying to achieve. I think okay. it could have. It was a little weird, Again. like the whole movie, but I thought <laughs> yeah. I didn't mind it. Fair it was, enough. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I can't really die points for certain things because, like, it was intentional. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, it was intentional to be weird and everything. I mean, which was fine. It did work out for the movie really well. So, yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I'd say like that's my only negative. I did like the character of Giles. Though. I thought he was great. Yeah. Um, I really did like him. All right. Well, let's rate this movie. And Ricky, let's start with you. Eight point six. Okay. Awesome. 8.6 from Enrique. Um, I'm giving it an 8.8. I think that's a great movie. Um, I, I just made one more scene, and then Giles' character kind of fine-tuned what he needed to be in this movie. But 
Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I the, I do one thing. I do really appreciate about this movie. This is something I showed or tried to show you the other day. Um, this movie, it's kind of Guillermo del Toro basically taking all those classic monster movies and mm-hmm. turning them on their head and saying, "What if the monster wasn't this big evil thing?" <laughs> yeah, and it's giving. It's kind of turning the heroes of those movies into the villain of this movie. Yeah. Like, in a lot of those classic movies, Michael Shannon's character would have been the hero. Yeah. Because he was the one trying to stop the monster or whatever, right? Yeah. But in this movie, he's clearly the villain. And they go out of their way to show you he's the villain. So I really appreciate how he kind of turns those classic monster-type movies on its head. And, yeah, 8.8 for me. Um, Ozzy, what about you? Um... I'm gonna have to give this movie. Anyway, I mean, I don't know. I'm I'm gonna have to give it. I'm gonna have to give it a nine point two, man. I'm gonna have to give it a nine point two. I mean, it just it went beyond lengths that I thought it would never do, mm-hmm. and um, I very res- I mean, I really respect this movie. I yeah. really do. Um, kind of reminds me of Mother earlier this year. Mother had like huge balls. <laughs> this That's one true. had some balls. I mean, look. Uh, I mean, this one. I mean, this one. I mean, this had imagery in it. I was like, "Yo, like this is insane! I can't believe that someone actually shot the scene. I can't <laughs> believe it." But I mean, yeah. I mean, I have to give it props where it's due, and I have to say, like, I mean, this is one of the best films of the year. Um, I'm 100% no doubt. It's just its message, and it's it's um, just by what it's showing. It's you know, it, I have respect for it. So yeah, let me go ahead and give it a full 9.2. All right, sweet. Well, before we move on, we got to say goodbye to Enrique. Um, Enrique, thank you for so joining long. us for these first two reviews. It's uh, been fun. Where can people find you on Twitter? Uh, at CBOGA635. Awesome. All right. And YouTube. Well, Screen fellows. Again. Check it out. Subscribe. Thank you for joining us, Enrique. <laughs> All right. Well, as Enrique walks on out of here, Ozzy, do you like books? Um. Yeah. Well, do you like reading books, or do you more prefer, like, listening to them and stuff like that? I think I might like listening to them more. Yeah? Well, I've got some good news for you. For you and all of the listeners of the Screenfellows podcast, Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a 30-day free trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. All you have to do is go to audibletrial.com slash screenfellas. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash screenfellas for your free audiobook. Check it out. All right, well, now that we've got the Audible read out of the way, let's get into the next two movies that Enrique didn't get the chance to see, so we're going to review ourselves. And which one do you want to start with, Ozzy? Stu Jumanji, man. Jumanji. All right. Uh, what What's the full name of this movie? I know it's got like a subtitle type thing. It's like Into the Jumanji. Jungle, right? Jumanji. Welcome to the Jungle. Welcome <sighs> to the Jungle. All right. Um, Ozzy, I, based on some of your comments, I think we might have differing views on this movie, but I'm curious, what did you think of this movie? I really like this movie. Okay, we don't. Okay. <laughs> oh, oh, we don't have the same views? No, we don't have this. We don't have differing views. We are on the same page here. Oh, what you, do you think I was going to say? I thought I thought you weren't gonna like it. <laughs> well, I like it. I really like it a lot. Tommy, let's press. All right. Uh, yeah, I agree. I I I quite enjoyed this movie as well. Uh, it was. I mean, I thought it was gonna be funny because the trailers were really funny. But what shocked me were the performances. Now the kids are another story, and I'll talk about them a little later. But once we get into the actual game and into the story of this movie. With Karen Gillan, um, The Rock, Kevin Hart, and, um, oh crap, I'm blanking, uh, Jack Black. The performances are surprisingly pretty awesome. I was like, wow, these are great performances, great comedic performances. Uh, it, I was just really shocked. That That's really what stood out to me. Honestly, every couple minutes, I changed my mind on who was the best in this movie. And I think for me, it's between Karen Gillan and Jack Black, which is not at all what I thought I was going to say, because I'm not generally a huge Karen Gillan fan, but she was really good in this movie. Um, And same with Jack Black. Like, Jack Black, he kind of makes me laugh sometimes, but 
most of the time not really, and Jack Black was awesome as this teenage girl trapped in his body. It was great. Uh, I really enjoyed the performances in this movie, especially those core four. Yeah, I mean, I really love this movie, man. This is, I think they, I think all the four, I think Glenn Johnson, Karen Gillan, Kevin Hart, and Jack Black, they all work so well together. Um, just such great chemistry. I really loved all of them just really trying to figure out the game. And it was just so, it was so cool. I actually, I actually took my sister to see this movie yesterday. And I saw, I saw it at Cinemark and Cinemark gave us pins. Cause we bought the D box, we got D box seats. So, mm-hmm. like this, we were removing with the sound of the film. So it it really gave, uh, I, I kind of gave a better experience to the movie just because some of the stuff felt like I was on a ride. So I felt like I was actually with some of these characters as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, it, it it really was a fun movie. I I I just it's a lot of fun. I mean. Does it make tons and tons of sense? Like, is it, like, this super, like, Oscar type? No, it's not. It's a good, fun comedy with some great performances. And, honestly, like, there's some performances that if it were not for... If it weren't for Tiffany Haddish, I would say these are, like, content... Like, there's a couple that I would say are contenders for, like, best comedic performances of the year. But Tiffany Haddish kind of blows everybody out of the water um, in Girls Trip. Uh, So... That goes out the window. But um, one of my favorite aspects of this movie is the way it builds on the mythology of Jumanji. I don't know. Have you either seen Jumanji or when was the last time you have seen Jumanji if you have? I've seen, I've seen Jumanji a few years ago. Okay. Uh, I I quite enjoy Jumanji. Again, it's not like this all-time classic that some people ref- like hold it up as. It's a, it's a fun movie. Um, with, again, some great performances, especially from Robin Williams, but uh, this movie expands on the mythology of this in a way I wasn't really expecting. I, I wasn't expecting some of the Easter eggs they threw in there. I quite enjoyed that. And just how the game works, I thought it was really clever. It's, it's almost like, would you consider this, in a weird way, a video game movie? Yes. <laughs> it might be one of the best, which is kind of funny. Um, because, you know, everybody last year at this time was like, oh, Assassin's Creed is coming out. And then that was a terrible stink bomb. And now this movie, it's like, oh, it's kind of a video game movie. Sure, let's go. Ch-. And it's like awesome. <laughs> so that's pretty fun. And I, again, I just, I laughed tons in this movie. I, I really, really enjoyed myself. Again, a lot of it because of, because of the performances and a lot of it just because of, just the situations that they were put in and a lot of, I like the writing in this movie. I like the way the story is written out. So yeah, I, I just had tons of fun with this movie. Yeah. I mean, uh, this movie, I think, I mean, one of the biggest negatives of last year for me was, uh, Dwayne Johnson and Kevin Hart's movie last year. I just really did not like that movie, mm-hmm. but I feel this movie really revived them making a movie together mm-hmm. again, because they have not only amazing chemistry, but they're both actually really funny. I like the fact that they're playing like these these like a complete polar opposites again, mm-hmm. but it they're both doing a really great job and this is probably my favorite Kevin Hart performance. Um he just really does a great job in this movie. I did love Jack Black. Actually, we got a pen, like I mentioned earlier, we got a pen from Cinemark and it has Jack Black's it has Jack Black's face on it and it says I can't even with this place. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> um, absolutely loved the. I absolutely love the mythology. You're right. The mythology is great. I love the idea of the game. I loved like where it takes place. It was just so much fun. I would have loved to see this during the summer, but I understand why uh, they they pushed it back. It's just such a. It's just such a fun movie, and it's 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 one of the. It's like one of the funnest movies of the year. It's just so great, so funny. Um, I felt like this was a better comedy than most comedies this year, which is really sad for the comedies of 2017 to say. But this was a way better comedy than a lot of the other comedies out there this year. Um, I absolutely really, really love this movie. Yeah, it, it, was, it was definitely just a lot of fun. So uh, let's move on to negatives. Um, I kind of mentioned it before. I don't think the kids, uh, like the actual kid versions of these 
like the real versions of these people who go and get sucked into this game, they're not the best. I mean, they're not awful. I'm not going to say they're awful, but they weren't like amazing or anything. They definitely get outshone by the actual cast of this movie. And then really, like I was really nervous about this movie for the first 10 minutes of it because these characters are really flat. Let's look, I, I know we are praising the performances. We're praising all of this. But I think that's kind of masking how a lot of these characters, they're kind of just, there's not too much to them. Like, the cheerleader girl or whatever she is, the popular girl, she's just the popular girl. Especially in the first, at the beginning of this movie, it just feels like there's nothing to her. Um, and then the nerdy kid, he's the nerdy kid, and the jock's the jock. And it's just kind of like, they're all these stereotype characters, and it's like, alright. And it takes a good bit for us to get any development for them. And the development feels a little forced to me. Um, again, I don't. I'm not taking away anything from the performances. I I have pra- sit here. And, I've sat here and praised the performances this entire review. But the characters themselves are a little flat to me. Uh, so that's my biggest negative. But that's about it for me. Uh, I just I had a lot of fun with this movie. I don't care that the characters are flat. If I laughed a bunch, so you know whatever. Yeah, I mean, the only negatives that I have was CGI could have been cleaned up. Oh, yeah, a little bit. Green screen could have been cleaned up. But overall, I mean, I really did have fun with this movie. I mean, if I'm, I mean, that's just, just me nitpicking at most is just the, the sum of how it looks. But um, that's just me really nitpicking. I really did enjoy most of this movie. I think the movie did a really great job as a sequel. It, it did a really great job. This is actually a better reviewed movie than the original. Mm-hmm. Ironically, so uh, take that with a grain of salt, though, because you know, got some people that get offended. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Carlos, what did you rate it? I gave it a seven point five out of ten. I think 7. it's a really 5? good movie. Yeah, giving it a solid eight. All right, sweet. Yeah. So either way, I think this is definitely like if you're gonna go see any of the major movies from this past week, like which we still have one more to go in our review, but in, in this episode. But in my opinion, this is the one out of the major movies to see. Like the, I mean, we still haven't seen Pitch Perfect, but come on, let's be honest, Pitch Perfect three probably not great. And uh, but what's the other one that we just talked about? One, uh, The Greatest Showman. It, it's fine to good, and then. We'll talk about downsizing. But to me, this is the one that if you're going to see any of them, yeah. I think this is the one that you should see. Yeah, All right. 100%. Well, let's talk about the aforementioned downsizing. Uh, I love this concept. <laughs> I love this concept. It's, I don't know. It's just, there's something about this movie that just didn't work for me. Um, I, it's not Matt Damon. I think Matt Damon's fine. It's just, I don't know. It, it kind of just, it's a two hour and 15 minute movie that I don't think need to be two hour and 15 minutes. I guess that's the root of it. I, I just don't think it need to be this long, but I don't know. There's just something about it that felt like it was going a little like, okay, like let's, I love the concept. But something about this movie didn't work for me. I still think it's fine. Like, you can go and just, because of how good the idea behind this movie is and how unique this movie is, you can enjoy it. But it's, I, I could have been so good. It really could have. I don't know. What, what about you, Ozzy? You know, I was disappointed in this movie. I'm not going to lie. I feel like, um... Uh, it was just, it was just, I don't know. Was, I mean, I do like the concept. I agree with you. I really like the concept of, of it as well. It just it just was not good. Um, the director was Alexander Payne. And for those of you guys who don't know what the movie is about, especially about these people downsizing, what downsizing means is that they basically shrink. You know, they go to a place and they shrink themselves because it's a better life. It's supposed to be better for the Earth in this in this universe because the Earth is, is you know it's it, there's so many people that they have to they, you know that some of the population thinks that we need to shrink. Um, which again is a very interesting concept because, like, you know, somebody will have, you know, one hundred sixty-five thousand dollars, and that translates to like twelve million bucks. Um, again, such an interesting concept, right? Mm-hmm. So it's I, I do like the concept, and I really do think that the the Alexander Payne uh, really got. I, I liked it when he like when he put a short person against like a really like against like one of the big people. 
Um, I, I liked seeing that. I thought, I thought he captured that really well. Um, as well as, as well as the dealing with some of the economy issues. Like it was nice hearing, it was nice hearing that there's still political stuff going on. You know, it's nice hearing. It was, it was interesting hearing like, Hey, you're downsizing, like you're screwing up the economy. It was interesting hearing that. Yeah. Um, I really, so again, I mean, I, there was some ideas in there. I was like, damn, I mean, that's really cool. Like I really like the fact that they're, that they're mentioning that here and there. Um, Christoph Waltz though, for me was the absolute best. <laughs> I absolutely love this character. For me, this is the best performance he's given in a long time. I absolutely love Christoph Waltz in this movie. By far the best performance in this movie. And by far the one of the best comedic, comedic releases of the year. He was just so This is this isn't villain Christoph Waltz. Okay? This isn't the the classic Christoph Waltz that you're used to, which is why I loved him. I have a friend of mine who's in who's studying film and he's just like, Christoph Waltz wasn't a villain? Like, come on, that's an issue. I'm like, no, it's not. He's so amazing in this movie. I absolutely loved him in this movie. Yeah, playing against his type. Movie, yeah. Yeah, and and his, and like him working with Matt Damon, just their chemistry. I absolutely loved it. Uh, just just feeding back some of the chemistry. I don't think that Jason Sudeikis's name deserves to be like on the poster though. <laughs> he's true. only there for like five minutes. I hate when movies do that. Like, yeah, I feel like it's just because he's a name. He's in know? the movie. I'm just like for what four minutes? Yeah, That's stupid. Um, but yeah, I mean, I do think that they, I'll agree with you. They did have an interesting idea The some of the performances are really well done. Um, and just, it hits some comedic points that I did not think it would, it would hit. The comedy is something I'm going to get to. A lot of it didn't work for me, but I do want to touch on something that you brought up, which is the politics of like, what would, ha- I love that the, this movie asked the question, if we, if people really started doing this, what would be the ramifications? What would happen to the environment? What would happen to the economy? What would happen to the politics of it all? Do those kind of do people that do that get the same amount of rights and votes and all that stuff as normal sized people? Is something that gets brought up. It's just there's so much there when you just ask the question. Okay, if this was real, what would happen? And I think this movie does a great job of realistically exploring that. And that is awesome. And that's the element of this movie that made me have fun with it. On top of the fact that just the situation, you're right, just seeing some of the stuff that like would pop up when you are that size and some of the issues that would pop up and the little things, as Matt Damon even mentioned, right? It's there, There's a lot there that is fascinating. And Matt Damon is, I, I like Christoph Waltz in this movie as well, but for me, I really like Matt Damon in this movie. I, I think the, all the performances are fine. I wasn't as in love with Christoph Waltz as you were, um, but that, I mean, that's fine. But yeah, I, it's just, there's so, so much there that I enjoyed. And I did, when I first came out of this movie, this is definitely a movie that has depreciated the more I have sat back and thought about it. Because when I first came out, I was like, that was fun. I, I enjoyed myself. But the more I thought about it, the more I was like, it could have been a lot more. And that kind of depressed it a little bit for me. Um, but one issue I did have while I was watching it, if we just wanted to jump into negatives now. Um, one issue I did have even right after I came out and really I was nervous about it because of the trailer and the trailer gives it away by the way. So I'm, I'm, I'm sorry if it sounds like a spoiler, but I, the second trailer flat out gives this away and I hate that it did. But what Kristen Wiig's character does, and she is in this movie, she's in like the first 20 minutes of this movie. What she does is just, it, it comes out of left field. It's not even that she does what she does by leaving him or whatever. It just, they don't prepare you for it. Like, it doesn't feel like it's something that, you know, she's considering as the movie, as the movie, the first act of the movie is progressing. It doesn't feel like that's something that is even about to, it just feels like, what? Like, where did that come from? Like, five minutes ago, they were both on board with this. And then for her to do that, it it just, it felt so out of the blue for me. And it didn't work for me at all. Again, I don't think it's Kristen Wiig's fault. She's fine. But it's just, I don't know, that whole sequence. And I get what it does for his character, but it just feels so out of the blue. I think we should have 
cut to maybe a scene of her by herself and questioning this or something because it just the way it plays out it's just like she makes that decision boom on a dime and it's just like what i don't know it didn't it didn't quite work for me so that's my first and biggest negative that i had while i was watching the movie um other than just that this movie basically starts hitting you over the head with its political opinions toward the end it it becomes very overt in its message about the environment and about all this and about it's like all right i get it um it kind of has a zootopia feel to me um in that aspect it's like all right i get it um but yeah those are my biggest negatives i have a little a couple other things here and there but ozzy what about you um one of the issues that I have with this movie is, again, I mean, I'll agree with you on some of the political stuff. Like, they'll hit you over the head over and over with it. I did not buy, like, the some of the relationships in this movie. For instance, the relationship between Matt Damon and um, Tran. I'm going to call her Tran, her, her name in the, in, the, in the movie. I did not buy the relationship whatsoever. Um, I absolutely, I just got to point out, I absolutely love how she just, there's a scene in there. Where she kind of, she bribes herself in something. And I was like, that is awesome. And I want to use that. Because it was just so funny and random to me that that happened. I just wanted to point that out. I'm not going to say anything. <laughs> but um, Carlos, I think you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. But um, I thought that, that scene was really great. But the scenes with her, they kind of just lost, they kind of just took me out of focus of the film. I didn't really care for, you know, what she was going for or anything because... For me, she was just very demanding, um, kind of rude. And, I mean, yeah, she had the right intentions, but just, just the way it came off, it was just really random um, and kind of rude just because of how she was she was doing things. Um, Kristen Wiig, she was only there for 20 minutes. I could care less about her character. Same thing for Jason Sudeikis. <laughs> could care less about his character. They're only there to explain things. It's really all. That's really all that they're there for. Doesn't really matter. Um, this movie makes it seem like in the trailers, it makes it seem that Matt Damon is is like going to do something amazing. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Did he though? It's kind of anticlimactic it, in that just respect. Like it's very anticlimactic, and and uh, I, again, I just some of the things I just didn't really care for. There's things that I have questions for. I'm still questioning the movie for. Um, but, I mean, again, I mean, there's some things that I didn't care for. Overall, very disappointed in this movie. This movie could have been something really great. It could have focused on certain things. It still has great um, aspects to it. Yeah, like, it does have great aspects to it, but just the execution. Mm-hmm. That's one of the disappointments of this year has been some of the execution of some of these ideas. Such great ideas, such unique ideas, but just the execution... It's just been absolute failure this year when it comes to some of these films. And I think this is one of these movies where it just disappoints. Because unfortunately, it does have a really great idea. It does. It just mm-hmm. fails on it. Yeah. All right. Well, let's rate this movie. Um, I'm giving this movie a 5.5. I think there's some great stuff and there's some not so great stuff. And I kind of just in a way, balances each other out. It's just, it, I would describe this, I would describe this movie as disappointing. You're right. It's just, with the premise and with a lot of the great aspects of it, there's so much potential here and it just misfires a little bit too much for me. Um, And it just, I I found myself looking at my phone like for the time a lot during this movie and that's not good. So, what do you got, Ozzy? I'm giving this movie uh, a, you know, a 4.9. Okay. <laughs> so you're a little lower than I am, but... Yeah, I mean, again, I mean, I, I really like, I really did like Christoph Walton. He did kind of bring the movie up for me, but, I mean, it's it's just disappointing, honestly. It, it could have been it could have been so much more better. Yeah, definitely. All right. Well, that is it for all of these reviews. Uh, we still have... I still have movies that I have seen that Ozzy is um, working on watching... Uh, there's a couple of Netflix movies even that I've seen that you are working on. 
But yeah, like like we said, we are going to have an extra episode this week, so hopefully we'll get some of those reviews on here pretty soon, because there's a couple of Oscar ones on here. Darkest Hour, I really want you to see, because I really want to talk about that one. Well, it's Call Me By Your Name, but that one's going to be harder, because it's in very few theaters. Um, but yeah, I, I'm, I'm definitely excited to get to talking about some of these movies as we creep towards the Oscars. Just creep towards there. You know the Oscars, the actual ceremony isn't until March this year? It's not until March 3rd. Random. It's terrible. That's so long. Um, we get the nominations late January as usual, but man, March 3rd, are you kidding me? Um, I'm happy Kimmel's hosting again. Don't get me wrong there, but March oh, 3rd. Oh, he's, he's hosting again? Yep. I'm so excited. Yeah, I'm, I'm really excited about Kimmel, but March 3rd? Really? Like, come on. I guess that gives us more time to plan if we're going to do a live stream or not, so <laughs> there's that. But yeah, I, I'm definitely excited because those nominations are coming on up, so I'm definitely, I'm working on those movies, working on them. We still got, there's still a few that haven't even come out yet. Um, I, Tanya hasn't come out yet, so that's Margot Robbie's performance hasn't come out yet. Um, The Post hasn't come out yet. I feel like there's one more that I'm missing. What else am I missing that hasn't come out yet? You're missing the um, Ridley Scott movie. Well, yes, like, All yeah, the Money yeah, in the like, World. And yes. Phantom Thread hasn't come out yet, and that's Daniel Day-Lewis, the greatest of all time. <laughs> um, so, yeah, uh, there's still quite a bit that has not come out yet. And I, man, after seeing after seeing Darkest Hour, I want to call, I want to just call Best Actor now, but I can't because I haven't seen Daniel Day-Lewis so yet. So, uh, I need Phantom Thread to come out, and I need it now. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so I, I'm definitely, this is my time of year when it comes to movies and I hope that all these movies get themselves out down here before I go back to Virginia so I get to see them. But yeah, I'm really, really looking forward to the rest of the episodes this week and I hope you are too. So thank you for joining us for this episode. Um, but Ozzy, you want to sign us out? Yes, Carlos, where can people find you on social media? All right, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Cheery456, and make sure you follow us all over social media, all at ScreenFellows, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, the YouTube channel, and the website. We got some great written content on there, so check that out. And like we said, we got an extra episode coming out this week, so keep an eye out for that. Of course, of course. You guys can find me on Twitter at CastroOzzy, and also... If you have any TV recommendations, any movie recommendations, please feel free to email me at ozzy.castro at screenfellas.com. Guys, we hope you enjoyed the show. Please feel free to listen and subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, or SoundCloud. Please rate and review the podcast on iTunes and Google Play. Also, check out the YouTube channel. Check out the written content on the on the website. Check it out. Um, yeah, check out some past reviews as well. Uh, the year is about to end. So yeah, if you guys want to we listen to some reviews that'd be great as well do it guys this is Screenfellas. fellas